Fueled, episode number 22 with 19-year-old entrepreneur Cassandra Perkins. Welcome to Fueled, the podcast for teens that aspire for greatness. My name is Easton Allred, and I am a successful entrepreneur, athlete, college student, and personal development guru. Each week, I interview successful and inspiring individuals that will teach you the secrets of setting goals and developing life-changing habits that will fuel you to greatness. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get fueled. Hello, Fuel listeners, and welcome to episode number 22 of Fueled. My name is Easton Allred, and I'm your podcast host. I am so excited to get on this episode with you, and I'm really, really excited to bring today's guest, Cassandra Perkins, on the podcast. She is a 19-year-old entrepreneur who's doing some very great things and has some very big aspirations at only 19 years old. She has her own radio show on channel 95, I think she goes into that later in the episode, and so you need to go check out her channel once we get there, but she is fantastic, and and this episode has some very great flow, because she has some incredible insights, and knows a lot in terms of getting over depression and happiness. Cassandra, how are you doing today, and could you tell my field listeners a little bit about you and what you're doing right now? Well, I'm doing so great, Easton. Thanks so much for asking. And thank you so much for bringing me on today. And uh, I love everything that you're doing. And when I found someone who is so young and doing so many amazing things, this is what I hope for our generation to do things like this. So Easton, thanks so much for for having me on and saying those kind words. Really, what I hope to do is uh, with my life, I went through a a difficult time in my life where I hit uh, really speed bumps in my life and had to go down a dark path where I was suicidal and uh, depressed. And after coming out of that, I really wanted to help help people and motivate people. So uh, I public speak, as you kind of mentioned with the the, the TED thing, that I public speak now and I really talk about uh, goal setting and how to get over disasters in your life. And then uh, I, well, as well as I have a radio show, which I think is, is so cool what you're doing as well, because we are two kind of correspond. And I have a radio show called Behind the Mask, where we come out from behind this mask that we all wear of what we want to be perceived as in our life, the perfect housewife, the perfect student, whatever it is. And we come out from behind that and we talk about real topics um, like suicide, like drugs, and we be transparent. And I feel like when we share our voices and really speak up, we can pull in positivity and uh, pull in others around us who can relate. And maybe sharing our voice will help someone too, which is, again, why I think you're sharing your voice is so incredible so thank you so much Easton for again having me on today yeah absolutely I'm so excited to have you on and it's really cool to see you're doing some really cool things as at a very young age and that's inspiring to me and I'm sure very inspiring to my guests as well but what are some of the things that you've seen in your business that help people to get over depression and help people to avoid depression like what are some of those keys Absolutely. That's a great question. And I think it's a a key question that everyone wants to know is how do we stop depression? How do we stop these things? Because it is really easy to fall down the rabbit hole in a sense and and fall down this this dark path. It's really easy in our life to do that. And so really what I recommend to people is having a voice no matter matter your age and especially our age. 
for kids to have a voice and for people to speak up and for themselves and advocate for their own lives. Because I noticed when I, because when we, you know, when we go through these dark times, we're very quick to isolate ourselves because it just feels more natural. You feel like you don't get hurt as much, but we tend to isolate ourselves. And then especially when you're in your business, that can be really bad to isolate yourself. So to reach out and, and have a voice for yourself and talk to people is so amazing. So when you find your passions, uh, for example, when I was in school, I really, really loved theater. So I got involved with theater and I found some like-minded people through that. Or if you're in your business and you get involved with, uh, I don't know, a brunch outside of your business, whatever the case is, wherever you can find someone to have, or if it's your wife, if it's your husband, if it's your daughter, where, whoever it is in your life, find out and reach and have that voice because you, you will be able to advocate for your life. And then when you start to have a voice, you really start to open up and, um, get rid of that depression and that dark side easy. Um, and it's a, it's a long process. And I, I kind of talked about this in my Ted talk that it is a long road. It's a long road to this recovery over this depression and this dark time. But when you reach out and have a voice, you can also connect to people who are going through the same thing and can relate in, in the same way. So that's why I think it's so important that we, we reach out and have a voice because you can pull out of that dark time. I love it. So you say, find your voice, I want you to tell my field listeners and tell me too, what exactly does it mean to find your voice and how do we find that voice and how do we find our passion so that we can be happier and get out of depression? Absolutely. That's a really great question. And to be able to narrow it down to something that you love in your life. And when you're going through this dark time where you feel like you are losing yourself and there's you have nothing, because that's what you feel like. You feel like you don't know who you are. You lost every... I mean, when I was going through my depression, I, I used to love myself. And before my depression, I used to love myself, love life, love Cassandra Perkins. And as I started going through this time, I lost everything about myself. I lost my passion. Passions. I lost the the will to live and I lost the love for myself. So I felt like a completely different person. And when I looked in that mirror, I wasn't the Cassandra Perkins that I know and love. So when you lose yourself, it's very difficult to find yourself again and bring yourself out of the, that depression. And I think an important thing before I really dive into that question, I think an important thing to realize and point out is that only you can pull yourself out of this situation in your life. But it's great to surround yourself with people who care about you and love you to help bring you up when you can't even bring yourself up. So that's really important to do. So to surround yourself with people who, who love you, you have to find your passions. And to find your passions, think about what you love to do in your life. And this can be anything, literally anything in your life that you love to do. If it's painting, if it's doing art, if it's doing, if it's going and working with animals, if it's theater, whatever the case is for you, if it's golf, if you're an adult, whatever the case is, go find in your passion and go put forward any effort that you have to get up and go towards that passion. Because when you're depressed, it's very easy to not even be able to get out of bed in the morning. But it's those baby steps and, and being able to go surround yourself with something that makes you happy. It, it can pull you out of that depression even just for that one day, that one minute, that one second. And that is progress in your life to getting to be happy. So going in and finding the things that you love and targeting those things, whether that's your family, golf, whatever the case is, go find that. Absolutely agree with that. And I think one thing that you said that really resonated with me is progression. So a lot of times I feel like when I'm a little bit down and I'm not feeling too good about myself, I have a little bit low self-esteem, I yeah. find that I don't want to do anything. I just want to sit down and watch some TV and just kind of be lazy. But 
what I found and what I've and, and what I found from that habit is that when you stop being lazy, when you when you get off the couch and stop watching TV and you start working towards your passions and trying to progress in your life, you ultimately become happier and working towards something yeah. and progressing helps you to get out of that hole, but it's really, really difficult when right. you're in, when you're in a bad mood or when you're sad, you're not feeling right to right. make that change and to work hard. So that really resonated with me. And Cassandra, what habits do you have in your life that make you feel self-confident and happier in your life? Yeah, absolutely. And and just real quick, I love that you point that out because, and, and I think we need to realize that it's okay. It's okay in our life to have those days to just sit on the couch and do nothing and feel like you don't want to do anything and feel bad and just whatever you got to do to get through that day. And if that's not even getting up out of bed, just being able to lay there, whatever the case is you got to do to get through that day, do it. But take those baby steps. That's just another baby step. If you can't get out of bed that day, try to get up and brush your teeth. That's your goal for the day. Set these little small goals as you go out through your day and and you you take these little baby steps and suddenly things become more bright and and, and more amazing. And for myself, um, as I mentioned before, after going through the dark time in my life, and this kind of goes along with finding your voice. As I went through the dark time in my life and I came out of that dark place, I looked behind me and I saw everyone else who was sitting in the dark when I finally came out of that dark place. Um, and I just wanted nothing more than to say, Hey, the light is right here, guys. Like it's right here. Come here. And I wanted to show people and even give them like an ounce of light in their life for that one minute, that one moment, that one period. And so that, that's what makes me happy is helping other people. But I love, uh, you know, I love video games. I love, I love just being a, I'm still a kid, you know, I'm still a teen and, uh, I love being able to hang out with my family and do things with my family. And those are the, even when I'm feeling down, because believe me, I am a hundred percent not perfect. I still have days where I look at myself in the mirror and, and don't like what I see. I still have days where I'm down and don't want to get out of bed. I think we all have those days. Um, and being able to get out of bed and surround myself with my family or play a video game, whatever the case is, that's what's going to help me progress out of this time. And I truly think those little, little things can help other people progress out of their depression and darkness. I really like how you said baby steps is very key because yeah. I think that's true for a lot of things. But even even though that's very, very true with depression and getting out of that, it's also true if you're just not feeling like during the day, you're not very motivated to get something. And I call it being brain fried because since mm. I was homeschooled for a very long time, I would easily get brain fried throughout the day. And I should be like, man, I don't want to do anything else. I just want to, I just want to lay in bed for the rest of the day. But I think a lot of the times, if you just make that small progression, I would say, okay, since I'm not feeling it right now, I'm just going to write down something very small. I'm just going to go, brush my teeth or get a drink of water and then or fold laundry right. anything that's mindless it's not going to brain fry you but just to take that small little step step helps you get a little bit of momentum and you after you fold the laundry you're like okay i'm good i'm getting going a little bit maybe i can start working on some math get some school done and uh progress through the day but i love that little baby steps and um cassandra what would you consider the number one tool for success Wow, that's such a huge question. I think the number one tool for success, uh, you know, my great friend Bob Odine has this book, The Power of Who, and I, I am so... I'm so set on this. There's this stigma in life that with um, specifically as we're talking success, whatever success means to you. Um, but, but with success, there's a stigma in life that we need to, um, 
even with our business, that we need to separate ourselves between friends, that you shouldn't do business with friends. You shouldn't uh, correspond with friends to bring you up with your success, if, if business is what we're talking about at this point. And I, I truly believe that your who, your friends and the people in your life are who are going to make you successful. I think having a, a, a mindset on a goal for yourself, being able to set that goal, and then being able to bring along the passengers beside you to say, hey, I trust you. I mean, who wants to do business with a stranger? You want you want someone you know and love and can trust and you can say, hey, I've known you for this many years. You've had my back for this many years. Please, can you help me out? You know so-and-so who has a, let's say you want to write a book, a book publishing company. You know them. Can you help me out? You want to do business with people who you love and know. So to be able to surround yourself with your friends and, and whoever's going to help you in that process, I really think that's the key to success. But to do that, we have to set goals for ourselves. And I'm constantly here. We go back again to the goals. Even if it's little goals, I'm constantly setting goals for myself in my life constantly and just acknowledging those goals. So, and it's great people. We need to have a coach in our life. I really believe that, that we need to Easton. We really need to have a coach in our life, someone to be there and say, Hey, are you doing good? Can I help you out with anything? What do you need uh, to be reminded of? And you know, I have a coach myself who reminds me, Hey, did you email these people? Hey, we were going to do this. Did you do that? And it's just someone to say, remind me and keep pushing me to do what I love. But even if you don't have that person, you can be your own coach and your own reminder. And you can, you could take sticky notes and stick them on the mirror and you can take, um, sticky notes and put them on your computer, give yourself notifications on your cell phone to keep going towards your goal. Even if your goal is losing weight, getting up out of bed to brush your teeth, whatever the case is, remind yourself, be your accountability buddy, you know, be there for yourself. And uh, I think that when we surround ourselves with our friends and loved ones, they can bring us up and really take us to a place where we need to be. But again, Easton, it's setting goals in our life too. (laughs) I love what you said about having a coach. And it really is true that you need that accountability in your life. And, you know, so Darren Hardy is a personal development guy. He talks a lot about goal setting. And one thing that he says and uh, tries to get through in his podcast is which is Darren Daly. He says that you only have a certain amount of willpower. Like if you want to eat healthy, there's no possible way that you can go your entire day and only eat kale if there's like candy chips all around you in your house. Mm. It's scientifically not possible. You only have a certain amount of willpower, which I actually thought was extremely interesting because I always thought that, yes, it's harder to to avoid certain things and to eat healthier when there is the temptation of bad food around you, but it's actually impossible. So I love that and having accountability in your life. And I think that's huge as well as taking out some of the things that are not helping in your life. But you talked a lot about how you really are on a mission to help people who feel depressed and you want to help them be happier. How can we as fuel listeners help other people who are down and feeling depressed? How can we help those people? I think when, when uh, us, when we realize that there is a lot of struggle and a lot of hurt in this world, when we start to, and sadly, this is a hard thing, but sadly, when we open our eyes to that, we start to see it a lot. And, and we see the people who are struggling and we see the people who are down. And really for anybody, any age who's listening, anybody who sees someone who is upset, sees someone who's depressed or down, when you see someone like that, be there for them because they want nothing more in their life than to open up and just 
talk to somebody, to vent to somebody. And it, it might not happen right away. You might have to gain their trust. They might only open up to you in the slightest bit, but it's helping them. Just letting someone know that they're appreciated and sending them a message every once in a while or every day saying, hey, thinking of you, hoping everything's great with you. It just, it really puts in a person's mind who's, who's feeling alone and like nobody cares about them, that there's somebody right here who cares about them. And when they get the chance to open up, it makes me so upset in, in today's society when a, a kid specifically or somebody, um, our age opens up and people are so quick to shut them down because they don't understand or they don't know how to deal with it. And so that's why we need to train people because that kid will probably never open up to another person in their life. So if someone, if someone listening right now, if someone is opening up to you and telling you about their problems, listen, just take the time out of your day to just listen because they could be on the verge of suicide and you and them venting and getting things off their chest could really save their life. And you don't have to, and you don't have to uh, sit there and cater to them and say, well, this is how I would fix the solution. This is how I fix the problem. Here's the solution. No, that's not, that's not what they want. That's not what they need. They need someone to say, great. I'm so, I'm so sorry you're going through this. What can I do to help you in your life? How can I make things better for you and put it back on them and say, what can I do to help you get out of this time in your life? And that's going to make them feel so much better. But please listen to people who are feeling depressed. It's not for attention. It's not all this stigma around mental illnesses. That's not what it is because that person might never open up again. And sadly, a lot of kids and a lot of people take their life who feel isolated and alone. So that's what I would suggest to anybody who wants to be there. And, and, and you know, we have such amazing people in society. We have teachers, we have counselors, we have adults who have uh, you know, kids, we have adults who have kids who have friends or kids, and we just have so many people to look up to. And those people need to just please be there for our generation. We're not lost. We're here we are. And we want to make a difference in this world. But there are a lot of things that uh, we think we deal with as kids that a lot of people don't understand. So being able to just be there and have an open ear is so vital in today's society. I mean, I, I bet you would agree, Easton. Oh, absolutely. I love that. Listen and be there for them. I, yeah. I appreciate that comment. And one thing that I want to ask you, so a lot of times, or one thing I really believe in is that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Right. So how, do you, how do you find that balance when you're trying to help other people who are feeling depressed? How do you find that balance of not letting them get you down, but also being able to help them and keeping those five people around you that are helping you to be better, but also not wow. letting people bring you down? Yeah. Can I just say that I am so impressed with the way you ask things and the questions that you're asking? I'm just, I'm very impressed by you. I can't wait. If you want to come on my show, I can't wait to get you on my show because you're just such a, a light in this, in this generation. So thanks so much for the amazing questions. And it is, it's very easy. Um, when I get off of stage, not to talk too, too much about myself, when I get off of stage, um, like the, the very first time that I spoke in front of like a, a large audience, I was, I had like a meet and greet afterwards and I was expecting things like, Oh, great job. That was amazing. And I just got an overwhelming response of people coming up to me saying, I, you know, I cut, what do I do? I'm going through this. How do I, what do I do? And for, for someone who, um, you know, who is in that place myself, you know, I'm not always hundred percent good too. It is very easy to get 
involved with that stuff and, and take it in and take it to heart. But really, I think being able to surround yourself with those, those other bright people in your life, because it's okay to have those people. That's one of the ways you may connect with somebody and be able to actually be friends with somebody by the me too. Being able to have the me too in our life. Oh, I'm going through depression. Oh, me too. Oh, I have the horrible anxiety. Me too. That me too is what connects everybody together when we relate to something or somebody. So to be able to look at those things and connect to somebody, but on the, on the side, be able to uh, know when it's time to find something that makes you happy. And I think, I think one of the amazing things I, I was able to do my, I had a counselor at the school who was just so uh, incredible to me. And again, using your voice, uh, she reached out to me and I was just able to vent to her and talk to her. And she was just my best friend. So reach out to those people, those uh, mentors in your life, because you never know how they're going to change you. But one thing she said to me was that when I was feeling depressed, not to let it snowball and start to identify things. So I would actually set up sticky notes on the on my desk, on my wherever I was, and I would start to realize what would happen when I started to go down this path of depression. And it would start out with you know, being depressed, then it would go to being um, angry, then it would go to being super depressed, then it would go to being suicidal. So I started identifying these, these points where I'm like, okay, I'm kind of sad right now. I should probably stop this before it snowballs into this. And I would get up and it would just give me a little bit of energy to not want to be in that place. And I would get up and go change something about, but you know, ultimately Easton that we have to, we have to change our own minds in our own life. And I don't think anybody else can do that for us, but we have to ultimately change our own minds. So being able to find those little things that give you effort to push forward, anything, whatever it is, get up out of bed and play video games for three hours, whatever it is to get you out of that dark place, do it. To change your mind is to change your life. And I really like how you talked about the snowball effect because I think that's so true. It's a slippery yeah. slope. So you find that you're going down this slippery slope and then you have to identify what's getting you there and to help you get out of that. And one thing just to add on to what you said is I think it's important to divide your life into three sections and who you're with. And I think one of those is with people that inspire you or where who are where you want to be in 10 years or so or who have achieved the things that you want to achieve is the first group. The second yeah. group who you need another who you need to spend another third of your time is with people that are like you, with people who are, who are trying to do the things that you're trying to do and trying to progress, and the people you can say "me too," like you said earlier. And then mm -hmm. the last group of of uh, the third people is is those who need your help and those who are looking up to you and need to be able to mentor for those people. So I think that's very important, and yeah. I love that answer. Where do you go when you need just a little bit more motivation? When I need a little bit more motivation, I go to the people who, who truly motivate me. And I'm so lucky to be able to uh, be involved with incredible. I mean, I, I bet you'll agree that with this, we get exposed to just people who are making such a difference in this world that you just, you want to hear everything that they have to say and just listen to everything. Because those are the people who give me motivation in my life are people who are going and helping others or are being transparent with themselves and opening up and telling about their story. Those are the people who motivate me and specifically. Specifically, a, a person who truly motivates me is Zig Ziglar, and he is a motivational speaker, and sadly, he's passed on, but he has changed my life from 
time, uh, you know, a generation who is lost and a generation who doesn't really know too much about motivational speakers and coaches. So for me to listen to him, and even though, uh, you know, he he's talked since he was about 20 years old, and all, all the same things still apply in life about goal setting, about progressing in your life. And so when I needed a little bit of motivation, I can just take off into this, this group um, and, and reach out and find these motivational people and, and listen to what they have to say. And it just gives me that little ounce of energy to say, I want to make a difference today. This is what I want to do today. So that's where I run to for, and I, there's so many resources out there. There's so many motivational coaches and motivational speakers who will have a message that resonates with you. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of information out there, but Really, I think once you listen to things, certain things, I mean, the great thing about Zig Ziglar, I've listened to his tapes a million times and I get something new out of it every single time that applies to me, which is so great. And I think that's what any of us can do. So reach out, find motivational people like Zig Ziglar, uh, like the people in our life who who are doing that because, I mean, just literally type it into Google and anyone who resonates with your message is is where you should go to just find that little ounce of encouragement. What is one thing that has you fueled right now? Ooh, I love that question. My fuel is when I get up on a stage and I hear people who are just begging to hear this and are just craving this this desire to want the motivation, to want to make a difference, and specifically our generation, being able to hear them say, we're not lost. We want to make a difference. We want to have a voice. That's what fuels me because it just shows me that there's such a need in today's society and such a crave for this motivation, for this spark, for this light. And I feel like it's not talked about enough. And I feel like uh, we, we have a lot of, you know, we talk about or we or we do talk about it a lot and there's not a solution. There's not something there in place to say, this is the baby steps that you can take. This is the things that you can do. And when you bring that up to somebody, they're just there who is going through depression. They're just so inspired and they want to make a difference. And that's what I, I want to do is to, to go out and change lives. Even if it's just one person, that's what I want to do. But I, I think hearing stories of other people also fuels me, uh, really, really does probably more than anything. And being able to be on my show every week and just hear the people who have gone through just, oh, the unimaginable Easton, just the unimaginable, imaginable. And they are here telling their story saying, this is how I did it. Now you can do it too. That is what fuels me in my life. And I, I really hope to truly be doing this for the rest of my life because it's, it's really, it's been a huge inspiration. Absolutely. That's so admirable. I'm, I'm very impressed by you, Cassandra. And I think that's amazing that you have that selfless sense of purpose and I'm inspired by that. So thank you. Well, for that. Thank you. Uh, yeah, absolutely. What is the best advice you've ever received? Ooh, the best advice I've ever received. That's a good one. I feel like the best advice I've ever received in my life uh, was from my counselor in high school and sitting sitting in her office, um, really sitting in her office and, and being alone and f in a place where I was secure and, and comfortable. That, that was so, it wasn't necessarily advice, but it was her being able to surround me with love and be able to um, give me those little pieces of advice 
advice every single day and be able to say, so what's, what's your, what's your takeaway from today? What did you do that made a difference today? Those little pieces of advice that were just like, okay, now did you reach your goal today? No, then go out and do something for your goal. Those little pieces of advice for my life really helped me to spark uh, a light to say, what am I doing for myself in my life to reach my goal? So I think overall her as an individual being able to give me those little pieces of advice when I was in that dark time really truly helped me get pulled out of this this place in my life and I have an amazing family as well who is just so supportive of me and I, I'm so I'm so happy and so blessed but to for them to be able to uh, support me along this journey as well and be able to say don't stop doing what you're doing go out and change life that that is something they've told me since I was uh, you know as, as little as I can remember is to go out and just change one life just be there for one person and that advice has really stuck and engraved in my brain and that's all that I want to do with my life so I think anybody who wants to make a difference who who doesn't know how to start go out and change one life go out and volunteer with the homeless go out and volunteer with animals go out and help with kids whatever you got to do in your life to change one person and even it, it may even be having a voice and sharing your story because you never know who's going to resonate with that. So I think really the two together have really the, the advice that they've given me has really made me the person that I am today. What are three ways few listeners can take action today? Oh, okay. So I think <laughs> I love it. I'm ready. So I, <laughs> okay. So I think really being active in, in your community is a huge, is, is huge. It's really great um, to be able to get out there and, and show that you are, you're wanting so, to support people. You're wanting to be there for others. You're wanting to help other people. That just shows, uh, it, it'll show to other people and, and other people will see that and say, wow, that's someone who I want in my life. That's someone who I want to be surrounded with in my life. Life and have support me and how and I want to support them and again it'll surround you with love and compassion too and maybe that's what you need maybe that's what you crave so when you're putting yourself out there I think that's a, a huge one in today's society I think being real and transparent is something that's so needed in society today and I've said it a lot because it's something that's really heavy on my chest that there's not a lot of people being transparent and open and we just kind of sugarcoat things and hide the truth I mean when I started speaking out about bullying nobody was speaking out about bullying, not even a little bit. They wanted to shut the doors. They didn't want to talk about it at all. Now everyone's talking about it, which is incredible, but we don't, we still don't talk about a lot of things. We don't talk about mental illness a lot. We don't talk about invisible disabilities a lot. So being able to say, Hey, I'm going to be an open book and be transparent. You never know what that's going to do for yourself because I never thought being, I just had a passion for myself. I just said, I want to, I want to get this word out. People need to know about this, that the light is right here. People need to know this. And once I started being real and transparent with, with others, it just, it really showed how much it's a need and how many people resonated with my story story. And you never know who's going to resonate with your story because all of us have a story. Every single person has a story. And I think being able to get out and share that is so important. And then I also think that um, just being able to, I, I think the last thing that people can get fueled by is is really going and being surrounded by your your loved ones. And I, I know that that's, uh, it seems simple, but I feel like families and people don't, they don't communicate enough. We have a mate, we have this amazing thing called technology and I love it, but we don't spend enough time together as families. We don't spend enough time together as a society and, and, and phones and everything are so great. Don't get me wrong. I love my phone, but 
I, I, I feel like we don't spend enough time together anymore. We don't relate to each other enough anymore. So just to even have a night out of the week where we sit down at the dinner table and just talk and have a conversation is so needed. And I think that we should start doing that as a society is just being together and loving each other. Just all over, uh, I really think, Easton, that surrounding yourself with the people in your life who will love for you and care for you, that's how we get refueled. Man, I am so fired up with all of your answers. They're so fantastic. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> One thing that I've taken away a lot from this episode that you keep saying, and I'm kind of reading in between the lines a little bit, but you you keep emphasizing that it's really important to have somebody in your life that yeah. number one can support you and number one and number two can be helping you to be accountable in your life right. and with your goals and with you, wh- where you want to go, wh- what do you want to do? So I love that. And I, I took that away from that. And, um, usually this is where I ask my guests what they, what advice they give to their former teenage selves, but, uh, that doesn't work on you. Like. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, I just think like, I would just tell myself like, Hey, uh, it's okay. Like life is okay. And it, you know what? I would tell myself that, you know what? Life is going to be so incredible. You have no idea how amazing life is going to be. You're going to hit road bumps. You're going to hit these things in your life, but you have no idea how incredible that your life is going to be. If I was telling when I was going through the depression, how great it is and how close you are to the light. And that's what I want to tell everybody is that the light is so close and you may be surrounded in darkness and may get the energy to get up and walk forward a few steps and you might trip and fall and you might get up and walk a few more steps and you might trip and fall again but you will start to see that light and if pretty soon I swear you will be engulfed in that light and that doesn't mean that you won't go through difficult times we will we all do but once we can prepare for those times and keep in mind that we're going to hit difficulties when we hit them it makes things better so I would just tell everyone including my past self is that it's okay life is okay and you're gonna find this light and you're gonna find your passions and I I truly think that that's how we should live our day-to-day life. Where can my fuel listeners find you? Are you on Instagram? What's your website? Yep, I'm on everything pretty much. <laughs> Good old Google. Just type in Google Cassandra Perkins. But really, uh, my my show is such a huge passion for me because I get to do amazing things like like you. I mean, I bet the stories that you have have just and it's so cool. And I bet you'll relate that not only do we get to take things, uh, not only do our listeners get to take things away from what our guests are saying, but we learn just as much as our listeners and we get to and we get to control the questions so we get to feed off of that as well and and get what we need out of them too and hopefully that resonates with some amazing uh, listeners as well but I I really think that that's a huge passion of mine along with public speaking and uh, there's been some amazing people on my show and I want to get you on my show if you're interested because you have a a passion as well and I want to get you on there because we need a voice in our generation like yourself and um, if you guys want to listen to that and find out more about me you can look me up on facebook cassandra perkins or you can go to cassandraperkinsradio.com so that so that radio is online is that correct yep it's it's online it's here in colorado on 95.3 fm and 12 20 a.m every tuesday at 10 a.m but um basically you can listen anywhere online you just go to my website click listen live and yeah you'll be able to and then you can listen to all podcasts on my website as well that is so admirable and impressive that you've been able to start your own radio show at such a young age. And for all my fuel listeners, go check out Cassandra Perkins on her radio online, on her Facebook. Go check Cassandra Perkins on all of her social media. Go to her radio. Great stuff. Great content. Thank you so much, Cassandra. And thank you all, fuel listeners, for tuning in to this episode of 
fueled. Subscribe, leave a rate and review, and I'll see you all in future episodes.